What's Up Whittier? Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Howdy neighbors, producer Christine here with this week's community corkboard announcements. I know it probably sounds a little echoey in here still. Well, I just want to let you know that we got our acoustic foam tiles and uh thank you to amazon and we're gonna put those up on the wall soon as soon as uh chef gets here but anyway i'm gonna record the announcements in the meantime since there is no loud drilling hammering because it's after 3 30 so here we go with this week's community corkboard announcements Every Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., we have the Uptown Whittier Farmers Market, presented by the Whittier Uptown Association. Again, every Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the corner of Philadelphia Street and Bright Avenue. If you're interested in becoming a vendor, email farmersmarket at whittieruptown.org. And since you're right next door to the studio anyway, I'll probably be working in here. Um, well, actually, not this Friday. Maybe not, maybe not next Friday. Actually, the next two Fridays, I will not be here. But on the 21st, I will definitely be here. So feel free to drop on by, wave. It'll be a great time. On Thursday, June 6th, join the Whittier Public Library for their crafter hours. And this month, it is Sew an Envelope Pillow. So learn sewing with a fun, easy project. Experienced sewers try out the library's new serger machine. All project supplies will be provided. There is no experience necessary, and they ask for only adults. So again, if you'd like more information, visit the Whittier Public Library. I'll post the information down below in the description. The Central Library is located at 7344 Washington Avenue, Whittier, California. California 90602. Have you ever experienced the Uptown Whittier Art Stroll? Well, save the date because it's coming up on June 12th from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Get your spot now for the creative summer event on Greenleaf Avenue between Bailey Street and Philadelphia Street. There will be over 30 artists, musicians, and handcraft vendors on display to showcase their talents. Come out and enjoy beautiful Uptown Whittier, shop your favorite stores, and see what's new. Enjoy a bite to eat, grab a drink from one of the amazing restaurants or stops located around. And if you like more information, just follow at ArtStrollUptown on Instagram. Just remember the Art Walk where you can shop and dine in Uptown. Join the future leaders of Whittier for their second official meeting. This meeting is going to be in regards to leadership and communication. You can come on over. So join us. I, your producer, Christine Singer-Luna, and one of the founding members. I am the director of communication. We have Fernando Lopez, who's been a past guest on this podcast, episode 70, I believe. Uh, Fernando is the president of the organization. Courtney French, who you may know her from the Whittier Chamber of Commerce, is the vice president. And Joshua Eric Reyes, you may know him from Thrivent Financial. He is the director of philanthropy. So the goal of all of these meetings is to really level yourself up and get into learning what it is to be a leader. I mean, I'm a community leader, right? But... There are a lot of things in my young life that I have not had the experience to endure. So with that, we kind of want to give this opportunity to people who really want to enhance their leadership skills kind of as a life hack. So you don't have to go through all of life's experiences and explore this on your own. You can come and you can find a mentor. That being said, if you are not a 
quote unquote future leader and if you're a current leader and you're looking for a mentee you're looking to give back come on over to the future leaders of Whittier so again our meeting is going to be Thursday June 13th at 6 p.m at the Whittier Business Center, 12501 Philadelphia Street. It's on the corner of Whittier Avenue in Philadelphia, right next to the high school. This workshop is going to be on leadership and communication, and it'll be presented by me, your producer, Christine, Director of Communications. If you are interested in learning more about the event, you can go to whittierleaders.com. Sign up for our mailing list. There we can give you more information just about upcoming meetings and really what to expect when you get involved with uh, future leaders of Whittier. Again, this is a completely new group, so we would really appreciate as much enthusiasm as possible, and I look forward to meeting you, really do. I always love going out to events. I was at Taps and Tapas, and uh, someone's like, oh, is that producer Christine? I was like, that's pretty cool, and then I had a nice conversation with those people. Um, it's, it's really nice. I like meeting people. I was at the car show uh, this past weekend, got to meet some individuals there as well, and it's a really great experience, so come on down. Thursday, June 13th at 6 p.m. Okie doke. In addition to that fun summer event that's taking place on June 13th, put this in your calendar. I hope to see you here too. It's the 2019 Summer Concerts in the Park series put on by the City of Whittier Parks and Recreation Department. So just want to give a big shout out to the Parks and Recreation Department over at the city. They go through a lot and they put a lot of this stuff together just for the community enjoyment. But there are two, so every week this summer, um, there are two days, two concerts you can go to. Monday's at 7 p.m. at Central Park, 6532 Friends Avenue. On June 24th will be the Disney Tribute Band. So remember, shows start at 7 o'clock, but if I were you, I would get there about an hour earlier just so you can get your spot, get some snacks, and enjoy the pre-games, right? Like I said, two shows a week. So Thursdays at 7 p.m., head on over to Parnell Park, 15390 Lambert Road. And on June 27th, you'll be able to hear Stevie Nicks' Illusion, which is a Fleetwood Mac cover band. If you love Fleetwood Mac, this is the place to go. Don't parks make life better? For more information, call 562-567-9450. Again, thank you so much to the Parks and Recreation Department. Bring your lawn chair and your blanket so you can enjoy the wonderful evening at the park. But just be sure to not bring pets, barbecues, alcoholic beverages, or anything to smoke. That is all prohibited. Now, this next event is pretty far away, but they're already planning. Wait, actually, it's June, and this event is in three months, so... Uh, It's really right around the corner if you think about it. Well, put it in your calendar for Saturday, September 28th, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Join the Whittier Pride Committee for our first ever Whittier Pride Fest. You can listen to our last episode to learn more about this really awesome event. It's going to be at Central Park, and it's going to be free for the whole community to come out and just have a lot of fun. If you're interested in becoming a member of the Whittier Pride Planning Committee, email prideinfo at whittieryouthbuild.org. Or if you're interested in being a vendor for the first ever Whittier Pride Fest, email pridevendors at whittieryouthbuild.org. So we just want to give a big shout out. Thank you to Gaetano and Melissa for coming on the podcast uh, last week. And I also want to give a big shout out again to Carla Morell who let us use her space and for being the guest host. It's a really great episode. Really hope you enjoyed it. So thank you so much for listening and tuning in. 
Looks like that's all I have for you this week in our community cork board announcements. Have anything you'd like us to announce on the podcast? Well, send us an email at christine at whatsupwhittier.com. Special shout out to Troy Chavez, who did email us to talk a little bit about his book, Purple Mirrors. So if you go to amazon.com, you can look up Purple Mirrors by Troy Chavez. Troy is a Whittier local. And so I thought I'd give him this shout out for his book that he just came out with himself and he published it. So congratulations. Good for you. That's awesome. What what a great achievement. I could never write a book. So let me just tell you what the Amazon description says. A rough and tumble journey through the emotional underpinnings of loss, heartbreak, love, and the new perspectives gained when navigating through a changing world. A book meant to uplift the reader and guide them through tough times, enabling the strength to succeed even in the heart of adversity. A message that expresses the fact that we must first go through the darkness to find the light. Well, that sounds really, really cool. I really like that. So, um, Kindle price is $7.99. If you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read it for free. So, thank you again, Troy Chavez, for you know sending that over to us. And we're glad we're able to help you in this way. I'm going to include the link in the description below to purchase Troy's book, Purple Mirrors. And again, you can buy it on Kindle or uh, Kindle Unlimited. It's completely free. So, $7.99. All right, so thank you so much for that, Troy. Now, follow our social media. You can follow me, producer Christine, at The Singing Moon, or you can go to my website, christinesingerluna.com. Did you know that I'm a public notary, a mobile notary public at that? So I am able to travel to meet you wherever you'd like. I've done um, notaries in Starbucks, at local fixture, and, you know, I have been to people's homes before, I have driven all the way to Altadena from Friendly Hills and then back to Friendly Hills. You know, uh, it's it's limitless. The things, if you need it notarized, I got you. I got your girl. But, um, so I just want to give a special shout-out to Remo, who hooked me up with that job driving from Friendly Hills to uh, Altadena. And you can follow Remo and support Remo at Remo the Realtor. You can go to his website, RemoTheRealtor.com. You should totally sign up for his newsletter. He has a lot of great information, and Remo actually puts on a lot of wonderful workshops for those that are either first-time home buyers, if you're looking to um, downsize, if you're looking to find a bigger place, if you're looking to buy or sell, you know, contact team Remo the Realtor. They're really great people, and honestly, if I were you, I would choose people with integrity, and they are the ones with it. Speaking of integrity, we got our guy Jesse, Jesse from J2 Architects. You can check him out at J2 Architects or go to j2architects.com. Jesse also has different workshops, so he recently has been putting together workshops for additional uh, additional dwelling units, ADUs, and he works uh, in partnership with Remo for some events. So again, why don't you just go on to Instagram? You can give us all a follow at Room of the Realtor, at The Singing Moon, and at J2 Architects to stay in touch with what we've got going on. Follow What's Up Whittier. We are also active on the internet, so go to Instagram at What's Up Whittier. You can go to our Facebook, facebook.com slash What's Up Whittier, and check out our website, What's Up Whittier.com. If uh, I assume that you know you're listening to this through an app of some kind, so you can definitely go back through our archives and learn a little bit more about the people we've had on the podcast. But you can also go to our website, what's up slash listen, and uh, you can just listen there. And it's it's really cool. You can get to even see who's been on our podcast. And the coolest thing I think about having doing having been doing this for the last uh, three years is that we're really able to see how people have grown. Um, I'm actually 
I actually want to go back and listen to a local fixtures podcast. I just ran into the general manager uh, when I was getting lunch today. We had a nice little chat, and um, I haven't even realized how much they've grown. You know, when they had just, uh, you know, I'm, I love local fixture. I go there almost every single day to get my coffee. Shout out to Leslie. But, um, yeah, so they've really grown a lot, and I'm interested to hearing the podcast episode in a little bit, probably um, – after after work i'll listen to it but yeah so again thank you to all of our past guests who've been on we really appreciate your support and honestly this i think jesse said it before on the podcast this experience is like um a moment in time you know i think uh if you even go back probably discussed like the radio station right kind of the evolution of the brewery in itself um just a quick fun fact about that when we recorded our episode with Chef Ricardo Diaz, I believe it's episode eight or episode nine, if you go that far back, um, the day that we recorded his podcast episode was also the day that he came uh, to the Nixon Plaza, to the Bank of America building, to view the bottom floor for the brewery. And as you know, that it's been almost three years um, since that time. So it's really exciting just to... I just remember that he said... Off the record, I looked at downstairs for a brewery space. I'm like, oh my god, that's so cool. Um, and then in March, you know, we got a phone call saying we were going to make a radio station. Do you want to do it? And again, it's it's been a really cool journey just to see the business inception and kind of to be in the middle of it during. And I'm excited to see what it's going to look like after. But if you are interested in finding out some more information, follow our social media. Follow at Poet Gardens at WIPA Radio. And you should also give the other um, businesses in the corporation a follow. Give at Colonia Publica a follow and at Pizarra Capital. Um, because honestly, we're also always posting new stuff about what's going on here with the brewery. So uh, stay tuned and learn more that way. If you have any friends that don't listen to podcasts, what's wrong with them? No, I'm just kidding. But really, tell them to listen to this podcast, What's Up Whittier. It's a really great experience. If you're trying to learn more about the community, learn more about the town, uh, it's kind of like a life hack. You know, you don't. If you're more introverted, you don't like talking to people. You should love podcasting because it's like you're in the middle of a conversation, but you're really not. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing, for downloading this episode, and we will continue to deliver you quality content. Again, I just want to give a last-minute message about this episode. Touch on some topics in regards to domestic violence. So I just want to give you that trigger warning um, I was affected in the podcast episode, but because I'm the editor, I can cut that out. Um, so I was definitely triggered. So if you, um, you know, just, just be aware that trigger warning, there is talk about domestic violence, um, you know, mental, physical, emotional abuse, a little bit that in here, Rob, um, our guest even breaks down a little bit. But again, I appreciate his vulnerability and I appreciate all of the people who are coming together to really put a stop, put a stop to this type of behavior. So thank you so much um, again to the Women and Children's Crisis Shelter for doing what you do for our community. And yeah, I really hope you do enjoy this podcast episode. I, I loved hearing it the second time back when I was editing. So um, yeah, I'm going to check it out for a third time. Thank you so much. And yeah, take it away, Jesse and Remo. 
What's up, Whittier? Dun, dun, da, da. Man, Remo, when was the last time we did a podcast together? It's been a long time, Jesse. You, I've been <laughs> MIA for the last couple of years here. No. It feels like it, man. Yeah. I don't remember how, how we start. Well, Christine, fill them in. <laughs> um, I think now you introduce the guest. There you go. <laughs> something, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So today we're we're off location. We're we're actually at the Double Tree down the street, um, on Greenleaf. In uptown, right? It's considered uptown. Yes. The Double Tree, yeah, uptown. Up, what do they call what, uptown? Adjacent or uptown? No, no, <laughs> uptown. uptown. Um, so we're at the Double Tree, actually using one of their uh, little conference rooms. And uh, why are we here, Remo? Well, we we were told that we we're getting free drinks, but oh, apparently man. that didn't happen. <laughs> You know, we, we were told cheese and, and wine, and none of that came true. But we have a special guest today, uh, Rob, and it's Martine? Marin. 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 Yeah. Welcome. Just like Marin County. Okay. There you go. And I'll buy you drinks after. Oh, there we go. I, I was going to say, don't give you the drinks. You just got to put a card down. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works, right? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Well, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Rob, um, before we get into um, who you are and, and, and obviously introducing yourself, you're you're also part of the uh, Women and Children's Crisis Shelter. Right? Yeah, I'm on their board. You're a board member. Yeah, and that's obviously why we're here is obviously to speak about what that means, who the, who they are, um, and uh, before we get into that, if you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, uh, I'm a local boy, uh, born and raised here. Uh, I, I tell people all the time, I, I was around Whitwood Mall when it was an outside mall, then an inside mall, then an outside mall, and it was inside, it was pretty ugly. Um, but I, I've, uh, I graduated from Whittier Christian High, went to school in the area, uh, even bought my parents' homestead. So uh, uh, my mom, she is uh, involved in uh, uh, Distinguished Women of Whittier, and uh, she's been with WAGS. Uh, which is the Whittier Area Genealogical Society. I got to give her a shout out uh, since the '80s. So uh, yeah, this is my town. And obviously, your part—you're—I mean, you're pretty involved. I think I've seen you at a lot of uh, mixers. Um, are you also part of any other boards, or? Are you, or yeah, I'm on the I'm on the um, the Women and Children's Crisis Shelter Board. I'm also on the Rotary Board. Okay, there you go. Yeah, nice. So now getting into what this uh, non because it is a nonprofit, right? The shelter is yes. Yeah. So I guess explain to us and a little bit about what it is and, and how you're tied into that board or, or that nonprofit. Uh, well, originally I was introduced years ago to it uh, by my mom uh, because I had stuff to donate and she told me about Shelters Right Hand, which is an adjacent uh, charity that all their profit and donations go to the Women and Children's Crisis Shelter. So we'd have leftover stuff, and I thought, well, this is great. Instead of just giving it to I don't know who, it's going to somebody uh, who it really means something. So that was years ago. And kept doing it, kept doing it. And then as I started getting involved in the Whittier community, uh, it's just one of those organizations that just really struck a chord with me. I, uh, uh, I truly believe that we are here uh, to, to serve a purpose. And in, in that situation, when you have people that, um, when, they're, when they're being abused physically and emotionally, they're also in a position where sometimes they're being conditioned 
to not respond the way uh, a person in a healthy state of mind would respond. And so I feel uh, I'm compelled to, to be part of a solution of that, to help people in that situation. And that's how I started getting uh, a little bit more involved with it. Uh, the, I, I, I'm kind of like a big cheerleader. Uh, and now, years later, we're, we're always donating. Um, in fact, sometimes I'm, I'm starting to pack stuff up at home and I'm, I begin to cry. And uh, it happened last year. We bought brand new dishes. And so I'm packing up our other dishes and I'm beginning to cry in the kitchen. And it's like, what's wrong? And I, and, uh, I said, do you realize this will go to some family who has nothing? And, and forgive me, sometimes I'm just going to warn you ahead of time. I start telling these stories and I'm going to lose it. But it was just one of those times where I thought, here for us, we're just throwing this away. But to some family, this is all her, you know, all that the family would have. And, and, and doing that kind of stuff is, is what's fulfilling, much more than, uh, than monetary. And in terms of the the uh, I guess the shelter itself, is it a true shelter like like as we we think of a shelter like housing? Yes. Uh, women, okay. It's transitional. Uh, the shelter itself uh, will they have different sized rooms. Uh, it's a uh, it's here in Whittier at an obviously undisclosed location, which is some of the challenge for uh, for the shelter because uh, because of the work that they do. They have to uh, be very private. They have to protect people's identities. So even we have an outpouring of people wanting to come in and help, you know, anywhere from hairstylists wanting to come in and do makeovers to people saying, we'll come in and work on the shelter. But because of keeping the confidentiality and protecting the residents there, it's really hard to, to do that. At the same time, we want to make people aware of what it is that we do because it is an unspoken uh, a problem in our society where it can affect people in all different demographics, uh, all different, anywhere from low income to wealthy. Uh, it doesn't matter. It can affect anybody. So it, it, it's really hard uh, to let it be known. But it is a shelter. It has multiple uh, rooms in it that are different rooms. Sometimes the rooms are really small because it's just housing uh, one or two residents. Sometimes it's a larger room, and they call those the family rooms. Uh, I had the privilege of a few months ago, some of us board members were asked if we could clean out the garage. So after we cleaned out the garage, they gave us a tour. And, uh, and again, I lost it you know, in the middle of the tour because uh, we're walking in and we see these families and you can see they feel safe. I mean, you can just see it on their face. Uh, it's very well organized. It's, uh, it's a community that... What they do is they'll, they'll have a family make a dinner that's their specialty for all the other families there. And they keep taking turns on that sort of thing. On Mother's Day, I was told that they went ahead and made a special family meal that everybody ate together. But then the kids, they got, it was um, like a fake credit card. And then they got to go through a makeshift store. But then they could buy stuff for, and I'm doing air quotes, but uh, they could buy stuff for their mothers and give it to their mothers for Mother's Day. So they try and make a community, you know, out of it. But it is transitional because the goal is not to take care of them, but the goal is to aid them and equip them so then they can have healthy families and healthy lives and move on. 
And so, uh, in fact, yesterday we just had a board meeting. We were talking about that entire process. Without getting into, like, too much de details in terms of, like, obviously trying to protect identities and stuff like that, what type of women and children are, are, are being housed? Like, what, what is... What would, what type of family would see, seek that kind of uh, assistance? All right, really good question because we had a retreat recently and we covered, you know, what do we consider as domestic abuse, and uh, and domestic abuse can be physical abuse, uh, but then if it's also a, a mental abusive situation, uh, that can be brought up as well. Uh, they. We've talked about um, how the name uh, may need to change because we've actually had to house a number of men and their children. Oh, really? Um, recently, and I can tell this story because even as it's communicated to us, no identities are ever revealed, you know, and that sort of thing to protect them. And we don't want to know, you know. We, we also want to protect them as well. Correct. So, uh, but a number of, uh, a, a gentleman, he was told by the police to take his kids and run because uh, his wife was connected to the Mexican mafia and she literally slashed his cheek, just wow. cut it. And so when the police showed up, he said, you need to get out of there. So it's that sort of situation um, uh, to that degree. Uh, and sometimes too, it's a process because a lot of times women and men don't realize they're in an abusive situation or they want to deny it. Uh, sometimes it's pride. They don't want to be that person. Sometimes it's uh, they don't want to believe that this person that they think they love or they do love is causing this situation. Um, and then sometimes the change, what are they going to do? And also in that, I will say, uh, uh, facilities are made available even if there's family pets. And the reason why I want to say this is because I want to get the word out, that uh, they try and make it that there's no reason why a family can't get out of a bad situation. So if there's a family pet, they will house the pet because a lot of families don't want to leave if they have to leave their, their pets behind. So they do everything they can to facilitate that. And how big is the actual facility or how many residents are you guys kind of at? And is there a capacity and maybe even a waiting list? Like that? At times there is a waiting list, um, and the shelters all network with each other too. Oh, okay. So uh, you know they all they all keep in contact with one another. Part of that's because uh, a lot of times you don't want to house people in the same demographic that their abuser is in. So for instance, let's say somebody's being abused in Fullerton, they would come to the Whittier home because the likelihood that somebody's in Uptown Whittier, they won't see their abuser, um, and the abuser has no idea where they've gone. Uh, so it, it, it allows for that safety um, to, to take place. There, uh, uh, it ranges because of the way that the house is uh, set up and the rooms are set up. I believe it's eight to nine families. It's a two-story home, and uh, it has uh, one big living area. It has a, a, a kitchen with all commercial, uh, uh, like a commercial oven and, and commercial because of everything that, that they're having to do. Um, and then there's even like a few little hideaway spots where if, if the kids just want to, you know, hang out for a little bit, they can. Uh, that's a mutual area. Uh, the rooms are considered safe rooms. You know, if that's this family's room, then they're going to their room. 
uh, and then there's an area outside for them to play, a safe area. They also have, uh, I will say, and I'm really proud of, that the shelter has an education program. So uh, in an adjacent building, they have an area where they have an educator come in, and he's a great guy. Uh, I've, I met him, and I, I was really impressed. And he will teach the kids. So the education can continue in a safe environment. There's counseling services um, that are provided on site. Uh, all those things are, are provided on site. Sorry, I know that was a long answer. <laughs> with, it, with it being a, a transitional place, what is considered transitional? Is it a, a day, a week, a month, a year? Really good question. Um, nine to 12 months. That's right. usually the target because uh, anything longer and the, it starts to become a dependent situation and you don't want that, um, it's not healthy. It's just not healthy. And then, um, and shorter than that is kind of tough because if somebody's been in this abusive situation, there's a lot of healing that has to take place, and healing takes time. And new habits. Yeah, no, new habits have no, to no, form, no. Um, and that's part of the counseling. That's part of what they're learning, you know, um, to deal with. And, um, and, and in that transition, too, we, they're also getting prepared for, uh, okay, how are you going to support yourself? What kind of work can you find? And then that's part of that process as well. I know you keep referencing uh, or kind of going back to you and explaining that, you know, some of these families come come to you because they've been in an abusive relationship. But is that really the only reason why they would be there? Or is there other reasons uh, to be sheltered in this uh, in this home? It's, it's, it's a women like, and children's crisis shelter. So uh, if it's a if it's a a homeless situation and the person's not being abused as much as we would like to help that's not what we're focused on okay but if the person is homeless and they are being abused then that is something we are focused on so we're, we're not we don't exclude um it's just that we're focused on it's a person in those situations uh in fact we are just beginning to branch out to some of the hospitals with um some pilot programs of we're the point of, of call if somebody comes into an ER and it's apparent that they've been abused. Then they will call the shelter and, uh, and then we will have somebody go there. Which, when you do something like that, you're undertaking a lot because that means you have to have uh, staff. Medical staff, that, maybe. Yeah, you have to have staff. You have counseling staff. You have all yeah. those things available 24-7 or at least on call. And so uh, putting all that stuff in place is a lot of work. So I credit, uh, especially our executive director right now, Yvette, she's fantastic, and our board. We have a great board. And I credit them for, as we're undertaking this, uh, going through all the steps to make sure that that kind of stuff happens, to, to reach out to more people. And with them being a, a resident there, it's not that they have to be there a certain time. They're still living a normal life as much as possible, but that's where they go to, I don't want to say sleep, but that's where they go at night and hang out? Or how, how is, I guess, the normal day there? They're not locked in. I mean, okay. it's, it's not like they're locked in, but there are rules they have to follow. Mm -hmm. And so uh, uh, I, I can't tell you the details of that, sure. but I do know that, they're, that they are allowed, um, they even have field trips sometimes, Got you it. know, they do that sort of thing. So it's not an institution sort of setting mm -hmm. by any means. It's more of a, a, if you want to call it a safe house, yeah. in a sense it's that, but they can leave, you know, they can, they can do that. Because when you mentioned if they're in Fullerton and if they bring them here to Whittier, they wouldn't run into them. So I didn't know if there was an opportunity or they just 
continue to live kind of a normal life in, in that sense where they go to work and so forth? Or are they, is that all off the table until they kind of get the, the help during that time? They, I know that they're counseled to not go to the familiar places. That's, that's the reason why there's education for the kids, because the abuser can track them down. Got it. Okay. So, um, but let's say, for instance, they're working in a company where they can get transferred. I'm sure that might be an option. So really, the the, the the shelter is there to to bring in uh, families who are in a situation where they're um, they're in an abusive relationship, right? Uh, whether Correct. it's it's uh, the the husband or the wife. Um, do you see that uh, with the shelter itself? Do you see that um, the trend is changing? I know you mentioned that like that you've housed men, but like. Is the trend changing where, like, now it's an equal-equal where you see the abusive relationship being uh, in both kind of sexes, or, or is it still more towards the female? Really interesting. Yvette, uh, our executive director, she she's very well-educated in this, and she always stays up to date. And she told us that it is really a lot closer to 50-50 than people realize. Wow. wow. It's just there's a shame of men reporting it. Yeah. And so uh, that's, you know, part of that, that whole thing. Uh, and then also the definition of, of an abusive relationship could be where, let's say, the woman is the main breadwinner and then she's using that to control uh, the spouse, then that can be part of it, too. Uh, they're also opening it up to even the gay and lesbian community because they realize in those relationships the same thing can happen. It's human relationships, same dynamics. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And is there one uh, center or shelter here in Whittier or is there usually multiple within a city? Right now we have one shelter here. And we're, we actually are working on uh, a few things including endowment funds and, and other things to expand and and to uh, provide more, but do it in a responsible manner uh, so that way we can sustain it. Correct. correct. Yeah. Wow. No, that's awesome. I mean, again, it's one of those things where you're right. I think you, you kind of said earlier that it's one of those things that doesn't really get talked about as much open openly, right, uh, uh, as you have a conversation. Um, but it's, it's needed. It's one of those things that's very needed because you talk about, I forget who we've had on the show before, where we were talking about this, this, the same kind of uh, patterns that you fo- that that kids follow as they were when their parents were were with them, right? So, like, if the parents were abu- abusive it, with each other in, in terms of the relationship, then the kids would see that and then start mimicking that as they kind of go into their own personal relationship. So, it kind of creates that same cycle as you move on. Um, so, to be able to interrupt that. With something like this, right, to be able to give them the counseling and help, um, that I think we're just building better communities and, and better families. I mean, uh, or individuals really, um, but it needs to be talked about a little bit more, right? I think it needs to be known more. I think um, we need to have that conversation. Um, so hopefully, with yeah. that conversation happening more, then uh, then yeah, well, you guys well, I'm curious. Is that the solution? I know maybe that's just his opinion. Is that is talking about it more helping it? Is that something that I guess the from as a board member is part of what you guys would like to see more conversations around it, or is it better to keep it kind of hush hush? Or I don't know if that's uh, 
No, that, that's a great question. Um, it's more comfortable to keep it hush hush, uh-huh. but it is talking about it makes a difference. Got it. Okay. Um, we the uh, five years ago uh, they started the lip sync contest, uh, which I participated in last year, and uh, it's it was created originally, and there are some funds raised from it, but it was created originally for awareness because they realized they needed to create that awareness. Uh, we I. I it started a, a few years ago, uh, Tina Soriano and I, uh, who's part of here, Whittier, we sat down at Starbucks and we were talking about how to give back to the community. And a few things started happening. And then that's where the Wine and Cheese Soiree was born. And uh, I, I headed that up. And I have a great committee that every year has just amazed me on, on the stuff that they do. And a lot of it's for the same reason for the awareness you know we we have somebody who shares a little bit um even during that time hey this is the focus and this is the community coming together i can give you a personal example um and i'm gonna crack my voice as i tell you this so forgive me uh last year we were in temecula and we were at a concert and we were having a great time and it was a dinner concert sort of thing so we were sitting at the table and all of a sudden we saw this woman being dragged off the stage by this man we found out later is her husband and about three or four of us immediately started running after her because she ran away from him and then we're literally running through the vineyard um, after her and come to find out that she's been abused by for years by this husband and uh, and we we literally because it was my partner and I and we're both bigger guys and so we kind of just uh, rallied around her and then a dear friend of ours who came out of an abusive relationship uh, herself she made sure that she was counseling the woman and at the same time yelling at the husband who kept on doing what an abuser does hey you're making a big deal out of this hey just come back home hey just come back into this whole thing so Eventually, we, we did call the police immediately. Eventually, they were able to show up. It's Temecula was a big place, so it took them a little while to get there. And um, she turned to us and, sorry, but she said, I knew this was wrong my entire life. And she said, it wasn't until you guys stood up for me that I realized it was wrong. And she goes, I have a 14-year-old boy at home. Wow. Sorry. And she said, I knew as soon as you did this, my boy's learning that this is okay. And she goes, now he'll know it's not. And now he won't treat the women in his life this way. And so that's when the awareness makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. And again, that's what I was kind of getting to earlier is that you guys are doing, I mean, this is big. Even though it might, it might seem like we're only kind of taking and focusing on a specific family at this moment, the impact that you guys are going to have long term, I mean, it's going to be huge. Um, and, and again, it, it's stuff like that that I think we're, we, we need to be able to be more aware of and be able to obviously talk about it a little bit more. Um, going back to the, the fundraisers that you guys are putting together, is that something that you guys have something coming up now? Or? Yeah. Uh, today, even as we're recording this, uh, a good friend of mine, Claudia, has a connection to Tanya Brown, which is Nicole Brown Simpson's little sister. And we all know the story of what happened with Nicole Brown. Tanya's story is on how domestic violence impacted her family and the reverberations around that. Because uh, as it does affect the victims, we know it affects the immediate family, but then even how does it affect the other family dynamics? So she's coming uh, tonight to share on that. 
and uh, I'm sure by the time this is uh, cast, it'll be in the past. But coming up, she also will be our special guest, which is really exciting, at the next Wine and Cheese Soiree, which is June 27th. Uh, it's at the Doubletree from 7 to 10 p.m., and you can buy your tickets online, wineandcheesesoiree.com. Uh, and it's just a great night. People come together networking. We have silent auction. We have raffle prizes. We have wine. We have cheese. Uh, so it's just a great time together. But we do have that focus. You know, it's a community coming together to fight this, to bring awareness, to let people know they're not alone. In that, uh, last year, Teresa Oliver came up with this incredible idea, and it took off. We had last year notes that people were able to write to people, uh, to, to some of the, the guests, we call them, at the home. And the reason why is because of that wanting to keep uh, them protected, we can't go visit them. But this is a way that anonymously we can let them know that we care. Right. Sorry. Yeah. And when I announced that we had those notes available, they were gone. The whole community came out and they just, they just wrote and they were gone. I talked to Yvette, uh, our director, about that about six months ago. I was mentioning, you know, how that was a great idea. And it'll be, we'll have them again at the upcoming soiree. She told me, she goes, Rob, you wouldn't believe how just that little thing can make a big difference. She said, we had a guest come in, and it was a really bad situation. And CPS had to be called, and she lost her son. And eventually, she may get her son back, but she didn't know. And she was going to go home and take her own life. She, um, when she went home, one of the staff members wrote a note and just put it in her stuff and said, we care about you and we love you. The next day she came back and she became part of the shelter. And she said, because of that note, I knew there was hope. That's awesome. So that's, that's part of what we want to do is, uh, the soirees, the event coming up, uh, the immediate event is that awareness, communicating that love. Um, and changing lives. Yeah, well, that's. Uh, I get the goosebumps as, as you're sharing that. Um, how, how big is the event? So when people come, what should they be expecting? Is it a an intimate event? Is it hundreds of people? It's still an intimate event. Uh, uh, we the the first year we did it, we had a lot of support, and so it was great, and it was just a, a great time. And then all of a sudden, the next year, everything doubled. The attendance doubled, mm-hmm. the, the contributions doubled, everything doubled. And uh, we're looking at, in fact, we're kind of excited because we left the Arboretum. We knew last year was going to be our last year in the Arboretum, and we're now going to be in the ballroom uh, at the Double Tree. And we're looking, uh, we're hoping maybe 100, 200 people uh, come to the event. So it's an intimate time, you know, everybody still knows each other. Uh, and, and it's, it's a great time. Some people come in jeans. Some people, because it is a wine and cheese soiree, they really dress up. And everybody is, is just really enjoying themselves. In fact, we even shifted the time from 7 to 10 p.m. Because we had it before. It would end at 8. And people were staying till 10, 10.30 yeah. anyway. So we thought, well, let's just accommodate the people because they're going to stay anyway. Especially being at the Double Tree. It was very nice. Get yeah. a room. Yeah. And if you're like me, you're showing up right at 10. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the wine? No more cheese? What? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I mean, again, it's uh, what I love about this community is that is you put an event like that with the idea that it's going back to, to like a really good purpose. 
and you just have a stream of people showing up or just even the contributions you get which is again I since we've interviewed uh, non, other nonprofits I mean the stories we hear back on how the community comes together that's why I, I really truly appreciate the, the what are what it is you know and how everybody comes together are the official mascots going to be there? Of the, no. The my, my One thing that's a, that you have a little bit of privilege, when you start something like this, uh, you can name your own dogs the official mascots. <laughs> so if, if you're lucky, you can get one of the special cards that names them as the official mascots. But due to you know eating uh, uh, laws, we, we wouldn't be allowed to bring them in. <laughs> Plus, my girls would get way too excited. I have two uh, rescue Australian blue healers. We were really fortunate. We got... One that was rescued, um, right? The mother was rescued pregnant. We got her as a puppy, and then uh, we realized about six months later she needed a sister, and we were able to rec- uh, we were able to rescue the second one, uh, and and she was only four months old. And because we love Hawaii, that's the reason why their names are Nalani, which means calmness of the skies, and Kona, which means lady. Nice, yeah. awesome. I love it. Um, so aside from this event, there's obviously more events you put out throughout the year, right? Yeah, the, the Women and Children's Crisis Shelter does. The Wine and Cheese Soiree, all of our proceeds, by the way, go to the Women and Children's Crisis Shelter, but it isn't sponsored by. They, they attend, they love to be part of it, and we can even put you know the shelter's right hand as a sponsor. But just to be clear, it's not something that the Women and Children's Crisis Shelter board came up with. Uh, they did come up with the lip sync contest, and the 5K run was created by shelter's right hand. And that one just happened not too long ago, right? That was in April, yes. So can you walk us through what you guys put together throughout the year, just for listeners out there who would like to participate or or be in attendance? uh, What does it look like throughout the year for events that are are for your your nonprofit? Sure, sure. Uh, Well, we just had the 5K, uh, as you mentioned. And And that's that's every year, right? That's every year. It's in Central Park. Uh, and it's a it's a great time. You know, people come casual, and uh, some people walk the five k. Other people will run it. It just depends. It, on... Is it around Central Park, or is it actually in the streets? No, it's actually in the streets. It and so okay. it's early in the morning, and they have uh, usually they have volunteers. A lot of times from the local high schools, as as the, uh, the high schoolers direct everybody, and uh, it can be a great time. I, I've I've made friends uh, on on the walk before, and it's been great. By the way, it is something because it's at Central Park. I have brought my two girls, my two dogs, to that. That is an event. You can bring the dogs to if you want. Uh, and then they, they also have different vendors there. Uh, they also have something really impactful, and we were, we've been privileged to now have it at the soiree. Uh, they have silhouettes, and the silhouettes were made by Boy Scouts years ago. And on the silhouettes is a true story of somebody who lost their life because of domestic abuse and it's a reminder that this is what we're here to prevent this is what we're here to stop yeah Yeah. um so that's a 5k run and uh uh, it's 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 a great time Uh, it really is and everything we have is kind of different is it competitive the 5K. Some people are. Some for some people, it's competitive. Remo would be the one way at the no, front. I would, <laughs> I would be on a golf cart. With his little, his little shorts and Nikes ready to go. Yeah, good luck with that. I'm not a runner, so. Well, other people too. They're just lucky to get up that one hill. Yeah, uh, around Hadley. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but it's a. Uh, it's uh, and I've seen I've seen some people say I got to go to work and they come fully dressed 
And they're like, I'm just going to walk a little bit of it because it's, it's all about, you know, just the awareness and, and, the, and the being sure. there. Uh, other people, they come and they're ready to go. You know, they're stretching. Sweatband and everything. Yeah, they're, they're really uh, into it. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, it is a lot of fun. They and you see two, families, strollers. Yeah, they have two, three Fitbits. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm not running next to this guy. This guy's going yeah, exactly. to beat me backwards. Yeah. You know? They have a little backpack with yeah. the water built yeah. in. <laughs> um, and then they have the uh, lip sync contest, which is held at the uh, community center. And uh, they sell tickets for that. And what they do is they have new acts every year, and then those acts, uh, they, they are voted on, and, and you can have a winner for that. Uh, I participated last year, so now I can't participate as one of those acts again, uh, but I can come back as alumni. And they do that as well, where they'll have alumni come back, and uh, during the, basically while they're tallying the votes, then you have the alumni acts, and then the board usually comes out and, uh, and does a little surprise act of their own. Is it a, a single person act? Is it a group act, or is it? Does it all depend? It, it depends. I think Rima's asking if it could be a three person act. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> One, two, three. I, I can see the keep three. Asking, of you. No, keep asking. Uh-huh. See, see Christine, I think you misunderstood. He was looking for the solo. Yeah. Kinda... What are you trying to take my stage? Hey, anybody remembers the eighties? There was the Thompson Twins, two boys yeah. and a girl. It would work. Uh, but it could be any sort of act. Uh, you can it, it can be a group it can be whatever the nice thing is is that you're lip syncing yeah. so if so you, it's easy yeah I was able to participate in it because yeah. Lord knows I can't sing yeah. uh, and then uh, if you want to dance whatever you want to do to it that's what you can do so it's uh, it's totally open it's more you just go up and, and have a great time it really is a lot of fun oh I, big time yeah I, rehearsal is just as much fun as the actual event yeah. What would you rehearse? It's not the word. Is it the movement? No, because you're the movement. Oh. It's a choreographed yeah. event, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's choreographed. Like last year, they asked me to be in it, and so if you what, didn't, what song did you? Did oh you well, that was that was yeah, that was one. I thought, well, maybe I should do like just a simple Elvis or something, and and all my friends in in Whittier said no. Um, they said you need to do all that jazz by Liza Minnelli. So I said okay, and they said, and you need to be dressed as Liza Minnelli. So I, I took up the challenge and I ordered the blue stilettos and the fishnets and I had the whole outfit and, uh, and so I did um, Liza Minnelli, all that jazz. The funny thing was is that for months beforehand, I'm in the garage and I, didn't, I needed to be in the shoes so I could actually practice the steps. So I'm in my workout clothes in stilet- blue glitter stilettos <laughs> Dancing in my garage. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 how you can practice for it. If yeah. you if you want to borrow them too, for size thirteen. <laughs> that's just what to let you know. He's thinking yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> did you ever, you know, I don't say twisting the ankles, but did it take a while to get used to the walking? No, that was a scary thing. No, <laughs> especially if you're performing, then I'm, you know, you roll an ankle or something. No, I I, I expected I you know maybe it's because I I, I tend to be athletic, uh-huh. but. I took a little bit faster to the shoes than I thought I would. So um, that was a little surprising. The thing I had to learn, and men really need to appreciate this, is putting on fishnet stockings. (laughs) I thought you put them on like socks. No, there's a whole method you have to put on them. And even when you're wearing stilettos, I found out you can't wear them with socks. 
okay you can't do this you can't do that it's better to even if your foot's a little sweaty which is gross yeah. it's better because then they don't slip there's all these rules so to all the men out there you need to appreciate whenever you see a woman in heels and yeah. fishnets that's a lot of work <laughs> just a lot of work Sounds like a mission already. <laughs> but again, I have my whole outfit. So if either one of you want to do it this I year. I think ready. No, I'm maybe Michael Jackson or something. Remo <laughs> a simple act. costume. It's something yeah. very simple. And when is that event? Because I, I think I, part, I, was, I attended one, but it was like two years ago. It's in um, October. October um, and, and October is Domestic Violence Month. Um, so that's the reason why I was selected uh, because of that month. But just like we're joking around right now, that's really what the event is like. Yeah. The, it's, it's just a fun event. Um, people laugh. People cheer. You get to see these acts. Uh, some are outrageous. Uh, and uh, like I know a few years ago, one woman came out and she completely did the 80s flash dance scene yeah. with the bucket, everything. And it was, it was just great. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. What other event do you guys got going on uh, for the year? Well, those are, those are the events we have planned now. Um, we also are planning awareness um, uh, summits and a few other things. And we've been talking about that on the board. You know, we want to, because awareness is really one of our biggest challenges, uh, we want to educate and promote that. So we've been talking like how can we integrate that more, uh, maybe holding events. The really cool thing is that they're doing outreach to high schools now, hmm. and which has been hard to do. Understandably so. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. Of course. But it's one of those things that they, some of the high schoolers are beginning, or high schools are becoming more open to the idea that this is a need. This is something that even if you don't talk about, it's there. Yeah. And so uh, more of that is, is taking place as well. What would you, what would you tell somebody... Uh, if somebody's listening and they were in a situation like that, what would you say uh, to them to be able to seek uh, help? You're not alone. That's, that's the first thing I tell you. You're not alone. Uh, people are here. People care. People understand. People really understand what is happening. One of the big things about any situation like this is that you think you're the only one. You think that this is normal. You think that you deserve this. You've been told you deserve this. You've been told you caused this. You might have been told you're worthless. You could have been told that you would be nothing without this other person. You could have been told all of these things and they're not true. And people care and you're not alone. People do understand and people want to help. And it just takes a phone call. It just takes reaching out. And you might be in a situation where you can't do it in your home, then don't. Make sure when you reach out, it's safe. But reach out. And with that question, how does someone reach out? Is it a. They can go uh, WCCSorg. Sorry, WCCSHope.org is the website. Uh, you can. That's one of the easiest ways to do that. Uh, if you have a phone, as soon as you do that, it'll come up, and there's a phone number you can call. If you are at a website or something, because I know a lot of times in the own home, in the residence that you're at, you may not be able to make a phone call because you can't be heard. Hmm. But you can go to the website silently, 
You know, you can go in the closet, go in the bathroom, do something where you can contact them, make the phone call, arrange the time, find a reason that you can, that you can, uh, that you can make that contact, that you can reach out and, and know that people are there, that they will find, uh, they will find the, the resources you need. If you have kids, your kids are welcome, your, your pets are welcome. Whatever you need, we can help. In a situation where like, they might be hiding in the closet and that is known that maybe their life is at danger, would the shelter dispatch help, like the police or services that way? Or is it more come to us when you're ready? Like if, if someone was in a situation that is, really has escalated and they're in that closet kind of seeking help. Really good question. Uh, I was in the office. And if anybody's out there listening, if, if you're in that situation, even just go to the police. Go to the police station. Go to the fire station. Go somewhere like that and then make the phone call if you need to do that. Because we will send a taxi to pick you up. We will then go to you to pick you up to bring you to the shelter. So if, if you're in a situation that's dangerous and, and you're not sure what to do, get out. Get out. Go to somewhere public where then you can make that phone call, that you can contact them. They will send a taxi to pick you up. And I think to add to that, I mean, I like that you say you're not alone, but also it's there's nothing wrong with you admitting that you're in that relationship, abusive relationship, right? No, um, no one deserves it. Right. And if you're listening to it, you don't deserve it. You didn't do anything that deserved this. You're, you didn't cause this. This is not your fault. Yeah. So in other words, don't be ashamed. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, we need help, you know, uh, and, and reach out. Because, uh, again, it's, it's the help is there. Right, right, so, right, exactly. Great, great. I know you have an event you got to go to. But is there anything else that you would like to, like, tell listeners about uh, in terms of, obviously, awareness and what to look out for? If a- the people in, in Whittier, you're right, is a city that is a community. And people care. Go to... Go to people in the city. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a local realtor here. Uh, other people, the Doubletree uh, Hotel, come here if, if that's what you need to do. One of our committee members for the soiree, she works here. She's the one who coordinates a lot of this for us. You can come here and you can make that phone call. Um, it, 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 if, I know people listening to me right now have been affected by this. I can't tell you, sorry, I can't tell you how many people come up to me and will tell me it either happened to them or somebody close to them. Correct. So you can reach out. People are here. So find that safe, find that safe spot where you can make that contact and we will be there for you. Is someone able to make the call for someone? Yes. If, yeah. if you see uh, maybe the person that's listening isn't, but they know someone that might be in a situation like that, do they do go through the same process where they go to the website and, and make that call or connection? Yes, they, they can. It, it won't be exactly the same process. And every, especially in those situations, every situation is unique. Mm-hmm. You know, do you, do you feel the person's in danger? Do you call the police? What do you do? Everything can be, you know, unique. But the person on the other side of that line they can direct you on what to do. They can tell you what you need to do in that situation. I don't want to answer every, sure. every 
scenario because yeah. it's endless. But they, they can guide you on that. How, how would some? I know we talked about the website. Um, obviously, they could they could reach out to you guys or contact you via via the uh, website, um, right. and then obviously you could look up the number there too. Um, but that's probably the best method of reaching reaching out, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, wccshope.org is directly there, and and I'll even tell you. If you go to Wine and Cheese Soiree, if, if you're scared to even go to WCCS Hope, go to wineandcheesesoiree.com, and there's an, you can click on, and it's info at wineandcheesesoiree.com. That email comes directly to me, and then I can put you in touch with, with the people at the shelter. Just reach out. Sounds good. Now, getting into, uh, in terms of, obviously, uh, keeping people up to date like where could people follow you guys on do you have like an instagram or facebook uh where they could keep up to date with events and, and how they could contribute towards uh this uh organization really really good question uh we had just implemented somebody who specializes in social media okay. so that's really going to get ramped up the facebook page has been okay uh we know it's been a little languished along with the website all of that's being redone and then the person that is also being brought in is very adept on Instagram. So all of that is also um, being ramped up. We also have a woman, uh, Veronica, who is an outreach uh, staff person. And, and I've met some of the staff people. Veronica's one, Terry is another, they're fantastic. Uh, and Veronica will go to different places and organizations and talk. She'll even go to support groups. Nice, very cool. Well, Rob, we have uh, some woodier questions. I know you mentioned you're a longtime uh, resident or around, obviously, the, the city and neighboring cities. So you're going to ace these. Yeah, oh, so sure, gonna sure. These. <laughs> yeah, what Joe, what's Mayor Joe's middle name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first question is, you know, when you're not here at the a Double Tree and maybe you want to go get a sandwich or breakfast or maybe an adult beverage, what are some of your go-to spots? Adult beverage. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Bizarre capital. Wow. Okay. The Mexican food there is so good. Uh, and their cocktails are outstanding. He He's a connoisseur and creator. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I tend to be a whiskey guy. That's, that's me. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he has made some incredible whiskey drinks. Um, so if you want a, want a good cocktail, that would be one place to go. Uh, grab and go off the hook. Um, off the hook is really good. Uh, we we love going there. Um, and then if if my mom's you know if I'm taking my mom anywhere, uh, a lot of times I like to take her just if it's a regular uh, a meal. Like I was just in dancing with the Whittier Stars, and so I took her and my partner to California Grill. We love California Grill. Uh, and then um, and if I want to treat her, I'll take her to Ravello's. Yeah. Oh, also, Antis is another favorite spot of ours. Yeah. I, th I think you went through like the whole breakfast. <laughs> and dinner menu. Probably everybody's hungry now. Yeah. 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 yeah that's that's a whole day for Remo right there. A couple of days. <laughs> we also have, by the way, a brand new local grower. I'm just going to give a shout out to him. Uh, he's with uh, Natural Culture Coffee. Uh, he was uh, raised here in Whittier. He's a Navy SEAL veteran, and he gives a portion back to the Navy SEAL Veteran Foundation. And uh, he roasts coffee. Oh, and nice. so he sent me some samples, and we couldn't get enough of it. 
Wow. So uh, just just letting you know, if you need a good local roaster coffee, that's your guy. Nice. What's, what's uh, his name or the name of the coffee? His name is Caleb. Uh, it's nativeculturecoffee.com. So all you have to do is Google that, and then you can you can order it. And they do it, basically, they do it fresh. When you place the order, uh-huh. they'll make sure they roast a batch. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Just what's the other question? <laughs> Come on, man. All right, well, it's my favorite question, so I'll ask it. Uh, what is your favorite winter memory? Oh, wow. Uh, I have several. I have one that uh, I, I, I was kind of almost arrested by Whittier PD for breaking into my own office. Uh, <laughs> Years ago, I, I, I worked in this office area, and I had a middle office, and, uh, and there was no windows to this office. And I, had, I was getting ready, it was like one in the morning or so, and I closed the door, and as soon as I closed the door, I was like, oh, shoot, my keys are in there. And there's no way to get back in there. And I was like, oh, great. So then I remembered the office right next to me, the guy who I worked with, he had the keys to the secretary's office. And that was in his desk drawer. And then the secretary's office, I knew where she hid the key to the box that had the master keys for every lock in that entire building. So I had to go outside. I also kind of jimmied the door so that way it wouldn't close. But then I knew how to shake his front window (laughs) because the place was built in the late 70s. I could shake his front window and get it to unlatch. So the screen is off, I'm shaking this window, and then I push it open, and then I crawl through the window, and then, and I'm kind of upset, so I'm slamming doors and slamming drawers, and so I get his keys, and I go in, and then I have to jimmy also part of the secretary's office open, because you can't just get directly in there, and then I finally get in there, and then I finally unlock that lock, and then I get the master key that opens up everything, yay. So, okay, great. So I get that, I open up mine, I'm like, okay, I start to lock everything up, and I think, oh, yeah, i got to put the screen back on the front. I go out the door. As soon as the door shuts behind me, I hear a click to the right and a click to the left, and get on the ground now with your hands up. Oh. And I'm, I'm 21 years old, and I'm like, I'm going to die right now. So uh, I started yelling. I'm like, I, I, I don't know what I did. And, you know, and they, they mentioned the screen. I said, I work here. I work here. I broke into my own office. So I had to go in and I showed him my driver's license, but then I also had to show him my business card at the time so they could see that I really did work there. So that's, that's one of my... Was it a local uh, here in Woody or what? Which, uh, it was actually uh, back in my early 20s. I was a junior high leader at a church. So was, I, was, I was breaking into a church. Oh, man, that's double, <laughs> double bad. You don't need the yeah. police. God will take care of this. No, yeah, yeah, that was probably Strike it. Down. Yeah. Oh, man. The, the other question is uh, that I was remember, Christine, is uh, what is something that is missing in the city of Whittier that maybe you drive out of the area for that you would like to see here? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, something that's missing here in Whittier. Um, oh, I just thought of this the other day. Uh, um, These are the toughest questions. <laughs> no, it, it is. It, and it's, it's, uh, it's a retail place that every time I go, I think, you know... Like a specialty place? Uh, yeah, you know, you're, you're putting me on the spot. You're just putting <laughs> me on the spot. Uh, because there's times that 
uh, I drive to the west side, and uh, and you know there's there's some places you know I make a point. Okay, I'm on this side of town, and and they have a, a, a few things out there. Uh, uh, we've we've really come up. You know, we have a Sprouts now. Um, we have a Trader Joe's, although I wish we had a Trader Joe's on the other side of town because I think the town would really do well with two Trader Joe's. I think that would, um, you know, would be a huge help. Uh, and, uh, let's see. Um, well, well, yeah. <laughs> well, well Remo's, uh, you know, his whole thing is that he wished he would bring back Skateland. Nickel. He's like, that's what's nickel, missing. Nickel, nickel. Or nickel, nickel. No, sorry, I nickel, say Skateland. Yeah, there you go. Nickel, nickel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I miss, I, I remember Skateland as a kid. <laughs> that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Drive-in movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the old theater. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where was the old theater at? Is it by the Five Points? It was by Five Points, five yeah. Points, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, with that said... Thank you, Rob. Thank, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for, for sharing on. and sharing the organization and uh, and a little bit. About, and you mentioned that you're a realtor, so that's why you knew how to break in, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it comes yeah. with the with the skill set. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you being in the same same profession, there's yeah. sometimes you're you're uh, you use past skills yeah. to your advantage. Okay. We'll just put it that I way. I have a Swiss <laughs> Army knife that could get me into anything. In my yeah. car. Jeez. <laughs> Now I know what to lock up, man. Yeah. yeah. Those, yeah. yeah. Well, Rob, thank you again. again. And uh, for listeners out there, we'll put all the show notes information. Uh, so if you guys want to go and look at donations or how to keep track of, of uh, future events, you can find all that information. And with that said. Uh, yeah, and the wine and cheese soiree, June 27th, yeah. 7 to 10 p.m. Yes. Yes. We would okay. love to have you there. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. Rob. Great. Thank, Thank you, you much. Bye, Whittier. See you later, Whittier.